Hi and welcome back to the best thing you watch this week. We've got Chris from Moves and Munchies, myself Ruben from the Ruby Tuesday. If you are returning and a weekly subscriber to us on our various channels or our podcast, thank you so much for joining us. If this is your first time, what we do here is we talk about the best thing we watch. That's TV series, movies. We have an audio exclusive, which we talk about reviews that we haven't reviewed before or have film we haven't seen for a long time. We always kind of choose one each. We swap between us. And then we also talk about the worst thing we watched we have one thing each that we talk about we have a movie quiz that we do on here video and audio we also have a patreon and all the videos on there the first here is a pound over 40 over 40 now for you to go and have a look at some are outside of the pay scales so they're free i think that is all I mean, there's probably yeah. more, but that's a lot mm. to start with. <laughs> so thank you so much for your eyeballs and your and your earballs, I was going to say. I don't know what earballs yes. are. Those little round mm -hmm. bubbly things. Your earballs. Yeah. 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 Appreciate you being here with us. Do leave us a like, subscribe, comment. We love interacting with you guys. I think we have a nice community now, Chris, especially growing that on the audio exclusive as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us there as well. Really starting to see that kick off now. Our Patreon's kicking off. It feels like we have a good community it might be small and niche but I, I like the people that we have in there people are coming from Agreed. all walks of life netherlands you know germany us uk switzerland australia australia yeah we we really is like a connected universe which is great yes but we always start with a movie quick quiz um yes um so last I week i had a yeah huh? you had a theme uh, and I, I, had a I tried to guess. I listened to because I always listen to our podcast back on the mm -hmm. audio when we're traveling somewhere. And I giggle and go, we're funny. I'm glad we do this. And then uh, I try and guess the movie. I didn't guess any of them. Oh, didn't get any of them. Mm -mm. Oh, OK. OK. Uh, two of them for me would have been would have been easy. Uh, the last one that would that would have stumped me. Right. Even uh, okay. had I not <laughs> known it and looked it up. It. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. The theme last week was gangster movies right um and so nostromo uh got all three correct he was the first one to get all three correct a couple other people did they chimed in and also got it but he was the first one to to get in there and so we had johnny dangerously which have you ever seen that movie no uh i don't know if it holds up okay okay it's, I, it's I, an it's, old it's 80s michael movie? keaton oh. huh i like oh michael yeah keaton. no it's yeah, Michael Keaton, uh, Joe Piscopo. Hmm. I mean, it is um, just. Yeah. My mother slapped me once, once. Fargan bastages. Um, anyway, yeah, <laughs> just I, I felt like I should have known that quote, but I was like, that's not ringing any bells. Yeah, see, I don't. I really don't know if it holds up, but I <laughs> loved it as a kid. I mean, it was like an early '80s um, movie, and so hmm. anyway, uh, check that out. Don't hold me to it if it's if it's terrible today, because in my head, it's awesome. Hmm. Um, <laughs> number two was The Untouchables, and uh, that line was from Sean Connery. It's been and so then, long uh, since I've seen that movie. Ooh, you need to sort that out and rewatch that. <laughs> Love it. Uh, and then um, Casino. Hmm. So oh, I should have got that. Yeah, that's the one. I mean, I it would have stumped me, but because okay. it's been forever and a day, right? So okay, I have a new, I have another theme. Did, um, I figured. Who, you did know, anybody this win? Is fun. We'll do. Uh, yeah, Nostromo. Oh, you said Nostromo. Nostromo. Got the, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Well yeah. done, Nostromo. Okay, so um, here we go. Yeah. Number one. Okay. Can I borrow your underpants for ten minutes? It's <laughs> great. Quite okay. 
Okay. Um, take this quarter, go downtown, and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. <laughs> okay. And last one. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't come to the door right now. I'm afraid that in my weakened condition, I could take a nasty spill down the stairs and subject myself to further school absences. Okay. I might know that one. Okay. <laughs> so I think if you get one of them, that might help you with the theme. Oh, with the theme. Okay. I yeah. like that. I like that. That kind of helps when they're difficult. That helps you not being fired, Chris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> trying to avoid that at all costs. So... Um, let us know in the comments. What's your guess? Um, and then, Ruben, do you have a question for us this week? You know, I did. I had a great question. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great for me and Chris to discuss. But then you went and saw the movie, and now I can't. Oh, well, what? no, it's okay. Go ahead. I, it, I'll, I'll act surprised, or I'll, I'll, I'll fake my answer. No, because It'll be good. the question <laughs> is, which characters from Guardians of the Galaxy do you think are going to die? Oh, yeah, no, three. I'm not going to answer that. Well, no, here, okay, but let me let me tell you what I thought before okay. seeing it, because that sure. hasn't changed. Okay. You know what I mean? Because I saw cool, the trailer. Cool. Yeah. Um, so so my prediction uh, was Quill. Right. Um, and um, Drax and Rocket. Right. So those three. What do you, what do you think? Um, I thought... <laughs> Drax and Rocket, mostly because of tweets, and I don't think they're going to want to carry them on. Uh, mm. Rocket, I don't, I really don't want to die. I don't think they'll mm. kill Groot off again because he's died before. <laughs> yeah. Like, enough already with killing Groot. <laughs> um, <laughs> We've done that already. They're, they tease a love story with not Gamora, but um, in the trailer with, uh, what's her name? Oh, Nebula. Nebula. I think Nebula is going to die. <laughs> mm. I think she could die. Um, and from interviews, I think Chris Pratt will die because he, he doesn't talk like he's around in the future, but they talk like the Guardians could have, could join other people's adventures in the future, that sort of thing. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. So uh, maybe a lot. <laughs> Basically, they all die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah very shakespearean um yeah i definitely went in expecting to tear up yeah okay well you guys let us know if you haven't seen it yet let us know in the comments which ones you think you'll die and then we'll re, re revisit once we've seen it i guess next week uh and yep. chris's review is out then we can talk about it do spoilers maybe for the patreon uh but yeah it's basically the the end of a uh, many years of these characters being on screen like family the, the, a lot of people's yeah. favorite films probably my favorite trilogy in the um mcu i like captain america but i think guardians is probably my favorite uh if three holds up although having seen your little out of the reaction theater reaction i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> well I, I by the time this airs yeah um, the embargo will be lifted. So right. I can say... You can say some stuff. Um, it's not a bad movie. Okay? It's okay. not. I, I, there there are definite bright spots in it. And and some of the themes that have continued through Volume 1, Volume 2, and now into Volume 3, I think they nail those every single time. Okay. So... So we're yeah. moving into the best thing we watched this week. Is that in your list to talk about? No. 
no interesting wow yeah. oh yeah. no that makes me sad but also i've seen other people's reviews and they're totally gushing about it dude i have i am right now i feel like i am in the giganto minority right of of how i feel about the movie and again i'm not saying it was a bad movie mm. i just i don't get the fawning head over heels of um of what it was okay so, did you did you absolutely love one and two i loved one two was i remember being okay now it has been a while since i've seen it so i would have to revisit it to see what i like where it where it sat with me okay um one though i mean top tier i yeah. love so okay yeah i've been seeing uh all the reviews or reaction <laughs> they're basically mm -hmm. reviews because some of them you know they're like three minutes long reactions uh, uh, and they almost I saw a about 40 minute a 40 minute reaction how is that not a review how do you not? how do you not get blacklisted for that like so firstly critics sort yourselves out that's not fair with people that are actually you know ad adhering to the rules and uh the 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 people that allow them to makes a, a terrible space for everybody else yeah, yeah that's I that's didn't. not great uh but yeah, i didn't i mean even like um some other guys that I, I follow, not Austin, but um, the other guy that he often hangs out with. Oh, Sean um, Chandler? Sean Chandler. He often mm. will do reactions, but his reactions are long as well, like they, they're videos. Mm. Um, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, like you said, uh, the reactions I've seen mostly of people just gushing about it. And then there's some people that I don't trust because they said, this is the best uh, MCU film since Endgame. And they've said that about every single <laughs> movie since. So they're like, no, this tier, this phase hasn't been great. Uh, there's been a couple that I've disagreed with people. Um, but for the most part, subpar for the like last tier. Yeah, and I, I've been trying to stay. I've been trying to temper. Let me say that temper mm. my hyperbole with with some of this that I um as my reactions go. You know what I mean? Because mm. there is an excitement that you get when you come out of the theater from seeing it. I mean, er everybody yeah. has that. You know, yeah. you're on that high, um, and then it it the more you think about it and as we're supposed to do as critics of you know really dive into it and dissect it go beyond that initial um just surface level feeling yeah and you know to to help inform because yeah. really i mean you know like i i loved uh winnie the pooh blood and honey it is right. a terrible movie yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. like so i can we can separate this and and have that yeah type and of thing. i so really I, didn't enjoy the bear movie so it's it's really interesting yeah cocaine the, bear yeah yeah cocaine right, bear yeah yeah, yeah so interesting it's, dynamic it, yeah i wonder yeah. if you would enjoy it more watching with your whole family because i'm going on wednesday to watch it literally with my whole family and, and i'm guessing nice. it's going to be a packed out cinema because it's the first day it's you know starting to run yeah um the atmosphere often helps i think it does to to some degree yeah i mean there were people that were laughing um at spots where i didn't think the jokes were funny interesting um, okay I, are you just like grumpy? I, no i was really <laughs> looking forward to this movie uh, okay. i mean i was super excited because i had a there was a screening next week hmm. um or the week that you're watching this yeah. um that you know it was like a day before it came out that i hmm. had and then i got a last minute invite to the press screening i'm like oh yes even yes, better okay cool <laughs> and um you know and and like i said i i don't think it's a bad movie i just don't think that it's as good 
mm. as as what these early reactions are gushing over. Yeah. Um, there are great moments in it. There are and there are funny moments in it. There are good things within this, but taken as a whole, I don't think it's the strongest movie. Okay. Interesting. Okay, well, it's okay to be wrong. Also, you just spoke about it for seven minutes, so. <laughs> hey, that was my reaction. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's my 40-minute reaction, y'all. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, should we no, actually no. talk about the best thing we watched this week, then? Let's do that. You want to kick off since I talked about <laughs> talking about a movie that's not on the list? <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So... Okay. <clears throat> I think Citadel is probably the top of my list, although I haven't seen really? the whole six episodes. I know some people have uh, supposedly had all of the episodes. I don't buy that because as far as I know from, from a few of the other people, you and I and a couple of others actually have quite a big following. They've only been given the three. So be aware of those that are saying, we've seen the whole lot. And then as far as I'm aware, the two dropped on Friday. And mm -hmm. uh, we got the three. The first two are really setting up the world of this spy verse. Yes. And then the third one, I feel like, really starts getting into the story a bit more, which is great. Uh, which I feel sad for people that have watched the first two going, this is action heavy and spy, but where's the meat? And I think the meat only really starts kicking in, 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 in at three. What I love about it is it doesn't take itself too seriously, although it is very serious in, in content. But, I mean, there's literally moments where the guy's on his, on his like, I don't know what to call them. Uh, extended special spy verse skis. There's a whole sequence that just is straight out of Bond. You know, there's there's yes. jet skis and parachutes and he's skiing and getting away and not getting shot because the bad guys are terrible shots. You know, it, it, <laughs> that was just out of Bond. But then there are moments with, with like the sequence on the train with the hand-to-hand -hand combat that feels like a Mission Impossible series. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's only, I only enjoyed it as much because I think I really enjoy the two protagonists. I think um, oh, the lady's name, I always struggle with Oh, her. Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Thank you. I think she's yes. fantastic. Like I love, mm -hmm. and she, because uh, this is not this is not a spoiler because the, um, it's in the synopsis. They basically lose their memories because of a thing that mm -hmm. happens at the beginning. So you get to see them play for a bit, at least two characters. Um, they're trying to, they're fish out of water, although this fish knows ninjutsu, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> and uh, you throw a knife at them, uh, they're going to catch it. Or they're going to shout at you going, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Equally funny. Equally both funny, times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like them together. I think they work together, mm -hmm. even though they're, you don't know whether they're actually friends or who to trust. You know, the Spyverse has always been about that. It's kind of like, do I trust this protagonist that they're pretending is the good guy or the good girl? I'm not sure I do. And then you skip over to the Stanley Tucci character who is great and everything. I love Stanley Tucci. Yes. Uh, and you're like, do we trust him? Like, literally, we don't know if the Citadel organization are the good guys. They say they are, but, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a bit of a monologue later on where they go, yeah, but you guys do this and therefore you're justified mm -hmm. by this means. You're like, yeah, that's true. Are you the good guys? <laughs> uh, I like the idea of it. I'm not sure it's going to stick the landing because it's only six episodes. So that makes me go, they're going to rush the story in the next three, or it's going to be a massive cliffhanger. So although I really mm. enjoyed the three episodes, I'm like, for one, why do you give press only half? Because that's very hard to yeah. judge accurately. And uh, secondly, 
if it's only six episodes, this is going to be either a very short story or a very mass, massive cliffhanger. So I'm like, I enjoyed it, but tentatively, like, is it going to drop in my expectation? I don't know. What, what were your thoughts on it? it? Well, and I agree, like, because the episodes are short also. I yeah, mean, they're like I didn't expect that either. Yeah. five-ish minutes, mm. something like that, you know, the, well under an hour. That's, mm. I mean, mm-hmm. and so I... Like, I do like them together mm. um, because they are friendly and antagonistic to each other. Like, just constant. Yeah, that works you really know. well. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, they have some really good chemistry. And I like mm. that, um, especially because I can't tell, are they are they romantically involved? Yeah, are they just are they? partners? Or are they only using each other the Definitely way that spies a lot of would history use each other? is alluded to. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I like that a reveal comes at the end of episode three, I mm. believe, yeah. which, which you kind of predict, yeah. I, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. I kind of guess that, it, but yeah, we still it, don't know much about it. Like, is it, or isn't it? Maybe she's a double, maybe he's a double. Yeah. Are they triple agents? <laughs> Alias is classic for that. <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched Alias, but like double, double know. agent. You're a double, doubled agent. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so who do you work for? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think for me, um, there was too much silliness, at mm. least in, in the beginning. Like, like I was finding it very difficult to take seriously the whole Citadel and then the Manticore and then the X case. <laughs> Do you know, it did remind me of like Gadget. I'll get you next time, Gadget, with your cat. <laughs> I almost said that in my review. Like, I because I was like... Because oh, Matador gosh, is totally... Do- like, that. the woman, if she had a yes. cat... If she had a cat, in charge perfect. of Matador. Totally the like, And they only showed her from behind. Yeah, Wouldn't that have been great? Next time, get it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, it was. No, I guess that, like, yeah. I like some of the setup. I like mm. the idea that there's an elite force outside of the rest of the spy agencies, you yeah, know, within great the idea. world. Yeah. And, you know, so it's very Mission Impossible mm. there. Because that's mean, that, basically MIF, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. And so I, I think there are elements here that could make it work. So far with what I've seen, I'm on the fence. Right. Um, the like train you, sequence, though, was great. It was fun. Like, I, it reminded me, I said, it reminded me of Bullet Train. Yeah, no, Just I get whole, that. You, but when you, they're fighting together, I thought the choreographer was actually quite special because yeah. they were fighting in tangent with each other. So the moves were... Yes. We're complementary of each other. One person would kick and the other one would punch and it'd be like vice versa or gunplay. And I thought, yeah, so we mm-hmm. often see the John Wicks fighting, but we don't often see two complement each other in the like almost the same that move. Dance. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. And well, I love that. Which leads you to believe that they have worked together a lot. Exactly. That they yeah. can anticipate each other's moves and they you know, they know that. Mm. Um for me, and maybe it was just the screener copy. I haven't actually gone back to rewatch it once. It's now that it's aired, mm. but uh, the graphics weren't really working for me. Okay, um, I, it was. There's it, so much writing on our screeners that I can't really tell. Sometimes we have yeah, like well, there IP is a address. Big, we have uh, something <laughs> at the bottom, and then your email across the whole thing. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was because it, it was like, especially on the train sequence, the the exteriors that you got to see out. Mm-hmm. You, you can always tell when they they blow it out with like a lot of sunshine or mm-hmm. light, you know, to kind of hide to, that to, to um, hide the like this is this the is glow CG. <laughs> that, Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, whatever. Okay, um, 
but it just it for me it wasn't as strong of a start. But this, this also in, wasn't on your list. This was not on my list either. Interesting. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's move on. That's what was on your list. <laughs> what actually was well, on your uh, list, Chris? <laughs> um, it, I actually teased it last week, but it came out this week. So, right. and I can talk about it now that the embargo's up. Okay. But um, last week I watched Sisu, which yes. is like um, John Wick's Finnish great grandfather. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sold immediately. <laughs> yeah, it is like when I saw the trailer, which I when I went with my family to see John Wick. Uh, for again um this played and i had never heard of it mm. didn't know anything about it and in the trailer you see this old dude shove a knife through a nazi soldier's head <laughs> and i'm like oh okay i'm <laughs> yes please and then he throws a a landmine like a frisbee and i'm like dang <laughs> um the movie itself the story super simple super basic yeah. Um, these Nazis pick a fight with an old dude, um, and because they're greedy and they're trash people and just ideology sucks. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. I can get behind Nazis, their butts being kicked outstanding. Yeah. Um, he is like this, uh, what we, he's just very dangerous. Okay. Um, he's very unassuming. Uh, you can tell he's tough and weathered, but he's just, he doesn't speak. He's just like, <laughs> he he's walking on his horse with his dog past these Nazi, um, really death squad. Um, and he looks at them, but he doesn't pick a fight. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't give menacing looks, anything. He just minding my own business, going to keep on going. And then later down the road, they pick a fight and Here's the only pick a fight you know you're gonna win. Is this John Wick's dad? <laughs> yeah, this he just um obliterates everybody and it is brutal. Um Dog. He some, said he has a dog, right? He has a dog. Dog the dog does safe? not die. Okay. The dog does not right, die. I'm still watching it. <laughs> yes, there was there was a point where I was like No <laughs> Yeah. Um There is a part where an animal dies okay. and it is it's sudden it's, and horrific right um it, it is cg okay. uh, but it's still it's i mean it's like whoop okay very abrupt all right um but the dog doesn't die good. um good, good, good. <laughs> the 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 kills the creativity of the kills mm. is a lot of fun there is some subtle humor in it it's almost like incredulous humor we have axel henny who um plays like the lead ss uh soldier or captain whatever he is mm. um he's he's in um the martian he's in he was in that movie with um numir pas uh that just came out on netflix like the year ago where they they were um Black an antagonistic couple uh right. do you remember that in the, the 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 one of the dudes in the attic takes a poop um oh yeah what the hell you, was okay, that you remember called? that yeah. movie i don't remember what i it's remember called. the poop yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I knew you would remember that part. So um, he's in there <laughs> and he he will direct his SS soldiers to go after this old dude. And you'll like the first two people go and they just get I mean, they're just massacred. <laughs> and and everybody is standing there like. What just you know? happened? <laughs> and so, just in awe and horror and shock. And then he'll tell another one, go. 
and they, they <laughs> the, the, the what like, no <laughs> and he's like go and then you know and, and then it becomes a well i'm gonna shoot you if you don't go and so then the, the soldier has to weigh do i want to be killed immediately by this bullet that i know is coming or do i want to have sheer terror into the unknown and then die anyway yeah just and so they're like just shoot me because <laughs> yeah. that guy's scary <laughs> exactly so the um that th- that tension there it's funny um it's not laugh out loud like that type of thing it's not made as a joke but it's humorous um the, the gosh what was i gonna say i mean it just one after another the the visuals that we are given like i saw it in a packed theater Mm. And this press screening was just, I mean, it was literally packed. And you watch everybody go, (laughs) (laughs) oh, you know, and and it's not just once or twice. It is like almost every single time there are these, these moments where the camera will focus in on something and you'll just watch it and you go, oh, 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 no, no, no. Very visceral reaction, very gory, Mm. but a blast. Um, again, the story is simple. I don't think the story itself, even maybe the movie is that memorable, but it's so much fun to watch. That's the thing. So if you want extreme action, if you want just crazy over the top violence, then this is, this is it. And it's filmed well, uh, the end utterly absurd. I mean, just (laughs) like it, it, (laughs) we get to the final act and I'm like, well, okay. I guess we're doing this now. Well, it's just embracing the the crazy, you know, if you know what you are, embrace it. I like it. That's it. And and so it's just like, okay, just go with it and whatever. You know what I mean? Like you Mm. could, that's one of those pieces where you go, well, this, it ruined the movie because you went from somewhat believable to absolutely unbelievable. Eh, whatever okay you know but that's not what the movie is the movie is just it, it's there to watch people blow up so yeah, oh, yeah. okay <laughs> i i will probably end up seeing this on vpn when it's out on digital in america because there is no release date for the uk seriously yeah it's just we, nothing <laughs> And the, the the strange thing is because it's not an American movie, right? <laughs> it should have a European European release date. Yeah, you before America. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So right. I'm sorry. I'll definitely watch it when it comes out. I have something to look forward to. <clears throat> um, do you want to move on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna be. Uh, we're gonna be covering some ground that you've covered before but you should be okay. happy for me and surprised proud of ruben because i immersed myself in horror this week so i saw Ooh. two films i saw okay. scream six and i saw Ooh. um evil dead rise <laughs> no, really yeah nice yeah um which one would you like me to talk about first <laughs> uh let's do scream okay scream and then go into evil dead yeah uh, I was really impressed with Scream because I think it kind of it rebursed the franchise. I think from this point on they could do a lot more because they've they've paid homage to everything that came before, and it kept me on my toes because I was guessing I was like it's this, it's this, it's this, and then at the end I was like oh of course, of course it's this, uh, but I was like I, I guessed part of it but not all of it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the kills were pretty brutal, and like what you said with 
the guns in it happened really naturalistic in a natural way and i i really like that i thought it was good love the new mask the the faded gray uh way scarier um yeah i also liked how it incorporated all that came before in the story I thought that was great. And the characters that we do get to see that w- have been in previous franchises uh, of, of previous franchise, previous installments of screen. Great. Love seeing Kirby back. I think she's a phenomenal mm-hmm. actress and her, her as this character playing with who is the good guy and who's the bad guy the whole way through, I think really worked for this. But there are some scenes that I thought were actually quite damn creepy uh, moments that you've seen in the trailer, but you get the extended moments of that, like in the tra- on the train. You know, it's Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah. You think you're going to be safe, but like you're thinking, wow, damn, I'm packed in a packed subway everybody wearing a different costume multiple pe- people because people just would wearing the the the, the stab masks because that in their yep. their world stab is the franchise uh and then you get the flickering lights and in between it reminds me i, I don't know if you've ever watched doctor who uh but there's that there are there are creepy angels. angels yes exactly every time you blink they're closer to you and I, that totally reminded me of using that, your, your blink. You have to blink, which is terrifying, because every time you blink, they're closer. And that those moments, I thought that was a really clever mechanic that they used in, in creating real deep suspense. Um, there were issues with it. Uh, there's believability things. Like in number five, we had Courtney Cox being stabbed. And then later, she's sitting on the ambulance. Like hey, nothing. No big deal. Yeah. It is about a flesh wound. Yeah. Excuse me. Bless you. Bless you. Yeah. In this one, we have a gunshot um, <laughs> that basically does nothing. Is again, it's it's just a flesh wound. Yeah. Icky, icky, but bring me a shrubbery. So they, they, when it comes to the screen franchise, when people get injured and they get up again, the only way to ensure that they they're dead is put two in the head. Uh, that's yes. established law now. If you've stabbed, gutted them, chopped them up, chopped their fingers off, doesn't matter. You 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 destroy the brain. They're like zombies, basically. And yeah. this goes for th- how many lives the good guys have as well. You know, you can never count a person out that's been shot, stabbed, gutted, whatever. They may still be alive. Um, there were a few people that I did miss. Neve, I think she does bring a sort of sort of gravitas to what came before, but the sure. way they honored her character, I think, worked and made sense. Uh, like enough she's not it wouldn't have made sense to put her character to come all the way to new york to put herself and her family in danger again of course she's going to be off the grid living somewhere that it's nothing to do with that world anymore right mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah i was hoping somehow but that uh there would be a character coming back but that was just it, it, my favorite character that has been written out <laughs> uh I was hoping that they would bring him back and that he that he wasn't actually dead from the last movie, but he was, and it was really sad. Uh, mm. That's that's um, David Arquette. Yeah, mm. yeah, he's kill your darlings. Yeah, I but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was good. <clears throat> Jenna Ortega, I think she was the standout. Mm. Oh, okay, see, for me, Melissa Barrera was. Mm. I, I thought she really she carried the movie um, because I thought it became more of her movie. Than Jenna Ortega's. I think so. I think um, you're right. I just like what Jenna Ortega did with reacting mm-hmm. to what her sister's going oh, through. Yeah. Um, 
I wanted them to play with that more. I was hoping because they had already established that at the end of five. Oh, the dynamic between the two sisters. No, no, the, no, no. Um, oh. Her heritage, like who? Oh, yeah. They messed with yeah. that, and they only play with it a little bit. I thought that was mm. so interesting, so fun. Will she become the thing? You know that. Yeah. They all hate. Yeah. And even again at the end, they kind of hinted that. But if you can't keep doing that, you can't keep hinting at it at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's not going to play. She either does and flips over to the dark side, or she is no longer. You know, she's going like, haunted no. by that. And, yeah, exactly, yeah. and moves on and becomes stronger for it. Something like that. What What did you think of the uh, the opening scene? I mean, because you know, it's not a secret that the scream movies open with a um, a brutal type of kill with a uh with a cameo and just did you did you were you a little taken aback by um the wait what when (laughs) when a certain thing happens (laughs) um do you want to talk about it it's been out a while can we spoil that it has been out i think yeah i think we can all right talk about it tell me what did you think uh the first uh samara weaving in there which i loved i thought that was outstanding she's, she's um, a perfect scream queen as well she's fantastic she is yeah. she really is i mean from not only in um ready or not but uh the babysitter babysitter yeah just so outstanding good. so yeah. so it was great to see her in that and then when we have um i i know him from more so from um servant but he's also what flash something or other in um the spider-man movies um he he takes off his mask after he kills her oh and I dude was like, I, s- oh. <laughs> I was like wait what what it's what? like well that's different you're revealing the killer now that's brilliant i love that yeah and then though to continue down and i'm like dude yeah. okay yeah that was that like, was a- yeah the way that they extended that scene mm. i thought was outstanding it was so. a great start like yeah, I was like, oh, all the rules have changed. Like, everything is up for grabs. Okay, cool. That's yeah. what you're stuck. Yeah. yeah, really clever. Because even that beginning, I was fine with, like, knowing the killer. I was like, I, yeah. yeah, that's different. That's really cool. So now we watch. We can even watch from his side what he's doing. We know, but they don't know. And it's like, it could, could be the dynamic of it's so obvious. Why don't you know? <laughs> Great to play it that way. <laughs> But obviously, things change. <laughs> things change. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. So cool. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you got to see it finally, and that you had some fun with it. Mm. Uh, tell me about Evil Dead Rise. Oh boy. Okay. Where do I start? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think it's the best out of the franchise that some people are, are saying. Um, I sure. would say, if I had to personally, I loved Army of Darkness because of the tongue in cheek. Uh, but it has like watching it again it has aged um, sure Evil Dead 2 probably still at my top if I'm if I'm ranking just thinking about the okay. quality of it however this would be like close probably pushing Army of Darkness down I think because I did enjoy it and I could see what you were saying that it's not as scary it certainly is tense mm-hmm. um, gore oh my gosh the the <laughs> There's one scene you were talking about where I was like, did you know, Chris, they use 20,000 liters of you know, gallons of, you know, like, oh, I see now. <laughs> um, it did remind yeah. me of a few other films, Zygote, mm. uh, for one is uh, Neil Blomkamp's sci-fi uh, mm. horror, yeah, uh, in parts. Uh, it actually rem- had a bit of an anime horror feel to it as well, 
which was interesting. The the latter ten minutes or the the last ten minutes, very anime horror. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, which I really appreciated. I thought it was very cool. Um, nodding towards you know some of the dialogue lines, you know, nodding towards keeping it like an Evil Dead movie, but also being brave enough to do some new things. I'm mm-hmm. very glad they didn't show some of the surprises and spoilers in the trailer. I was very surprised right. by it because I yeah. thought it was the this one character, mm-hmm. um, but there's more to it, and yes. I love that. Um, I love the fact that it's a family, but it's also it's it's <laughs> holy crap. <laughs> Speaking about Evil Dead Rising, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> that scared me too. Buddy was like right next to me, and I didn't even realize it. Wow, that was. Thanks, I apologize buddy. to everybody for that. That was like, holy jeez. Just lost some of my brain cells in, in my life. I, I think I pooped. Um. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, let me uh, let me pause here for okay, just a okay, second. Okay. Figure Rawr. out what he's. <laughs> yeah. So there was this one time that um, when I was living in South Africa, I was a really young kid, and my dad came back from army because um, he was doing his. He had to do some training in the army for a couple of years, and they had to go back for eleven years, two months. That was the prerequisite, and the one of the two months he came back from we didn't know there was a guy uh stealing our tv um back in the day it was an old square box and he was stealing our our tv and i don't think my dad's told me the the true story of what actually happened in that moment but needless to say um i think he left the tv and the guy left so there might have been an altercation but uh yeah i'm, I'm always trying to get your dad to tell me the true story about what happened to the the robber because uh, normally it, it you know in south africa you can come down to weapons and knives and you know just a whole lot of bloodshed but i like to think my, my dad was in danger and that's why he survived taking out a bunch of uh really dodgy people hello uh, okay <laughs> and we're back okay cool <laughs> you missed the best story chris Apparently, I did. I can't wait to hear this on the edit. That'll be fun. <laughs> um, okay, so sorry. You you were talking Evil Dead Rise yeah, so and it's, the I, family element. I like the fact that it's a family element, but it's in the city. So I was thinking, how are they going to do this? Because it's in the city, much wider. But the way they seclude them and, and make them have to be in this location was almost like being in the cabin in the woods again. Uh, yeah which was great really clever it's so painful because they could get help but they can't um and one of the scariest things that i think of the the evil dead is that it's just evil and sometimes you can't see it there's no ways no ways for you to fight it uh the only way you can fight it is once it's in something that's almost a negative for it because like in the the first few films once they're deadites you chop them up and you know bury them and that's all you can do um uh, you don't have like the priests from the army of darkness who can recite some you know glatu verata you you can't <laughs> i i said the words right mostly mostly <laughs> uh and so they showcase that there's there's a there's a moment in an elevator where the the horror starts properly and 
I don't know if you've ever seen The Entity. That, for me, is the scariest film I've ever seen next to the one I showed you that was the tensest film, uh, The Eden mm. Lake. But The Entity mm. is basically a, a true story about a woman that is f- sexually assaulted by a ghost uh, and well, an entity of some kind. And so uh, there's a similar scene. It, she's not assaulted that way, but when you're fighting something you can't see that is just brutal as well, like it doesn't hold back, that yeah. is scary. I thought that 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 bit was like that's terrifying because you want like how would I how would I even help? Like what would I do? <laughs> There's nothing I can shoot. There's nothing I can swipe at. You can't even see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And even in some of the recordings, uh, there was this little line of dialogue. The priest tried doing their thing, and they just laughed at them. And I was like, oh crap! So there's nothing. So what do you do against nothing? You just survive. Yeah. Yeah, it was almost cosmic horror at that point where it's like everything is futile. Yeah. You know, no matter yeah, what yeah. happened. Because, yeah, those those clues that you get on the recording yeah. were outstanding. So good. Because it very, yeah. very much um, brought a bigger idea of where they came from. Also, I noticed that the book is different every time we see it. Uh, we've never had the, the, the spine and teeth thing. Remind me, Harry yeah. Potter, you know, the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but they said that it was one of three. Ah, so it could be one... I don't know why you'd make three of those, but all right. <laughs> right. Stop it. Yeah, is that in case, in case you misplaced one? What's going on? I don't know why you would need three of those. Um, I think she's great. Uh, the, the, the new Ash... I thought oh, she was awesome. Yeah. The aunt. Like, mm-hmm. by the time you get to the end, you you buy it. I do have one caveat negativity, and that's not about the film. That's about me being worried about the little girl, the actress. Mm. She's really young. How yeah. the hell is she not going to be scarred by acting in this role? It's almost similar to how scarred the, the young girl was in The Exorcist, right? And yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, some of the stuff she had to see... Uh, that had to mess with your mind. They must have done something on set to play with her, make it a big joke, and say, okay, and then immediately, I hope they did that, because, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. young. Well, even, even that part where you uh, you see it in the trailer where um, she's at the door, mm. you know, that tense scene that goes on for longer than it really should because it's just like come on <laughs> okay end it already we know what's gonna happen jeez you're making me uncomfortable here um but yeah because it involves a little girl there too and yeah there were some really squeamish <clears throat> moments with like body horror like mm-hmm. i mean the the greater we see in the trailer right um well you see that they i don't it didn't show the greater show. okay so I, it I just talks about what they were doing <clears throat> with the greater yeah. and i went yeah um, there's another moment where there's a knife that goes into a body part, but, but what she does with the knife, I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, the whole needle with the eye type of thing, you know, any anytime anything like that is coming towards the eye. But I just... also can see what people were saying about how the, the it's funny because they could see how much fun the main actress uh, was having with the role. Because you were talking about the needle and where she gets the ink from. I was just like, that's brilliant. Also pretty funny and demented and exactly probably what some evil entity would do. Uh, yeah, there's moments like that. You're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying not to root for anybody because I knew mostly they're probably all oh, going to yeah. die. 
but yeah yeah I it's like really that tough person. one damn it <laughs> yeah yeah it it just it goes downhill very quickly and you're like mm. once it starts you're just like oh dear. here we go yeah oh, who's gonna make it will anybody make it yeah oh man cool well i'm glad you got to see both of those and yeah, you had fun with them too it's good yeah <laughs> Um, nice. I did watch another horror, but we're going to talk about that in our audio segment. Ooh. So, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but what's next yeah, on your list? Uh, d- d- very different in tone okay. um, <laughs> from from the last uh, several movies we've discussed. Uh, but the final part of the final season of the Netflix series Firefly Lane. Uh, I this wonder if is, you got to see um, <clears throat> Yeah, Sarah Chalk and uh, Catherine Heigl. Mm. And um, so I came late to season one mm. and I got hooked on it. My wife had been <laughs> watching it. And so then I watched it and I was like, oh, wow, okay, this is really good. And not even <laughs> as a guilty pleasure. Like Vir- Virgin River is is a guilty pleasure. For sure. But yeah. it's also, I don't feel guilty about it because I really like it. It's, yeah. it's not good, but it's like I'm hooked. But so, you think Five Fly Lane is good? I do. Um, the I really like, I like and hate all at the same time the three different timelines mm. because they just they they interweave back and forth and sometimes it's like oh gosh okay you need to stop for a second you know because mm. the only I mean when they go to the seventies when they're teenagers that's a very easy transition of um, remind me why do they go to different timelines? It's to show their friendship. of kate and tully over the course of their lifespan right um that they meet in school as as younger teenagers and just grow from there and so they i mean it's the ups and downs of the relationship you know hard times easy times happy times sad times mad times all of that um so that but when they go into the 70s it's two different uh actresses so Mm. it's easy to see that difference when they're in the 80s and then in the 90s it, it's sarah chalk and katherine heigl both times i mean they have different hairstyles so it's easier there um and even johnny the guy who plays the kate's husband <clears throat> at one point he i mean he has long hair in the 80s and then very short hair in the 90s and, and then even into i guess it's like the 2000s because it, it jumps again um the, part one of season two ended on a just a downer of a cliffhanger and you're like holy crap they're fighting uh kate and tully are fighting and there's devastating news and now we see the aftermath of that okay and um yeah uh ugly cry yeah you're yeah there's it's it's a very moving conclusion to the story and it's um okay but you why why are you drawn into why why do you think it's good because of the relationships okay the so way that's, that that's they, what the way, yeah the way that they're written it's frustrating and it it borders sometimes on melodramatic but it's not mm. um but you have you have this this relatable experience if you've ever had just a long-term relationship you know whether it's like me like my wife i mean we've been married for 26 years we've been together for over 30 Mm. um you know so the majority of my life has been with her and we're best of friends but it's not always been 
you know, smooth sailing. I mean, there's ups and downs like any relationship there. Really? And so, Marriage goes through ups and downs. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I can't imagine that I'm always not just a joy <laughs> to live with. Um, wow. But, but so it the show mirrors that and it shows that and but you still are left with hope through there and even though there are the you know the sad times within there or the you know the hurts and everything it that that relatability drew me in um i like sometimes how they tackle different things um like even in this this season they tackle in a very non-preachy way um the issue uh or idea of breastfeeding and you know especially in the the 80s 90s gosh even when our kids were born i mean it was very um breastfeeding is the only way mm. if you don't breastfeed as a mom then you are a failure as a mom and your kids are suffering and never taking into account the mentality was never that well maybe you can't breastfeed May, you mm. know whatever that happens whatever that is the show handles it in a very good way and you know provides some well-rounded insight into that and so that it, it's fun when they do that uh they tackle cancer because that's what we learn at the end of part one mm. and the the emotional toll that that takes and the journey that we see kate go on through this yeah um you know it's it's moving it's touching it just sucks you in because not only is it dramatic and heartbreaking at times but it also you can feel the the realism in some of the words and the mindsets mm. you know even if you've never dealt with cancer um chances are you've dealt with an issue in your life where you have a differing mindset than those around you and you know and so you have to balance how you think they want you to feel versus how you do feel and mm, okay that's yeah. interesting so it, have you ever seen this other drama series other like not like virgin river but like uh, gilmore girls or what other yeah. things can you oh. equate it to oh gosh i don't it, hmm I don't really have a reference for it so i'm trying to place it in my mind what it would be like um i mean gilmore girls is way more uh humorous mm. you know I, I love gilmore girls i thought that was great i mean some of the the tumultuousness of the relationships and mm. how some of those are relatable in gilmore girls yeah i could say you could see that there um virgin river i think is a little more unnatural because everybody wraps things up very nicely and very easily um you know like, they have a disagreement like and, for that <laughs> totally no no exactly because it doesn't well you have these dramatic moments or you have these arguments and things and these disagreements between characters it's typically wrapped up by the end of that episode that they somebody is like oh my bad i messed up <laughs> and they're all good again hmm. which leaves you happy you know and that's like that um this gosh i'm not I'm, just, I'm trying to remember any type of i'm sure there are i'm sure there are several have you seen uh, uh this dramas. is us i have not because i i just was i no um because i watched the my, first two episodes in that and that was like man cry like that's okay seriously then, 
I've seen one or two episodes also, and I okay. would say, yeah, I could see how that is, especially because it also jumps in time. Right. Yeah. You know, you see back and forth, and mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that would that would be a good comparison, probably. Okay. Of just the the drama the, dra- dra- the, the drama the drama the dramada is yeah. that what you, were you <laughs> making dramata, up a new word? I, I was trying to yeah just <laughs> the, the dramada. Um, yeah the way that it it touches your heart and mm. tugs at it and rips it out sometimes yeah nice well if you've seen it uh, let us know what you would compare it to mm. yes that'd be great mm. um, okay so last on my list to talk about is last week I was talking about things that were wrapping wrapping up mm. and I'd been catching up in series and I, I caught up on um, uh, The Mandalorian. We, talk, we, mm-hmm. we spoke about that, Glenn. So Picard has finished um, and I managed to catch up on all of the episodes and that's the last episode of Picard and I doubt very much we're going to see the likes of it again. Now, mm. a couple of years ago when it first started airing, I remember us talking about how the for for me the pilot was great and then it just was so indulgent of long monologues from picard a new crew not really like uh, any kind of spaceships but they, they didn't have like enterprise or anything like it, it felt unnatural star trek they were trying to push it mm. in a way that didn't seem and then every series, well, I'd say the first two seasons, it took a good few episodes to get into the story, and then the last five felt rushed. And that's what happened for season one and two. And somehow they managed to get um, a, a crowd because people love Star Trek. You know, Trekkies are diehard fans. Oh, yeah. And uh, Picard, you know, Patrick Stewart is an amazing character. And they started bringing back a few of the, the actors from the original, like, Star Trek Generations. One of the main oh. uh, cast members is Seven of Nine from uh, Star Trek Voyager. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're, they're starting to place bits of Trek Trek, you know, real Trek, in there. And then we get to season three. And I don't know what the writers did. It's like they took everything that was kind of working in the first two seasons and then went, okay, but this is what Star Trek uh, fans love. And they just basically poured in a fantastic story with all of the, basically all of the crew from the original Star Trek Generations. I mean, eventually the last, the latter of the, the season three, you have almost all of the characters there and they embrace the oldness of these characters. You got Worf, who's got like a gray beard and, and gray moustache. Oh, nice. Uh, gray like and, and he's still grumpy but he's learned to meditate so he's like hmm. a pacifist klingon which is brilliant um <laughs> he's like the most uh, outrageously um trained assassin he's in like spec ops version of star trek uh, there's a whole big conspiracy that uh, affects the whole of um starfleet and hmm. it's like Picard again and his crew against all of Starfleet. That is like the story. And is it a very personal to do with his family? That's like at the heart of the story is it's about him. And they bring him back all of the storylines that were just like who when it when it comes to Star Trek, if I say to you, what is the like the scariest bad guy that you can think of? Who would you say? Like what pops to mind with bad guys when you think of Star Trek? Khan, okay, who else? A species. Um, oh, species would be like the Klingons okay. for me. I mean, because see, okay. I'm, not, I'm not as trekky as you. Okay, I'm, so for I'm, me, <clears throat> for me, it was always the Borg. They they were mm. terrifying because they have the ability. They're basically Terminators, 
and they 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 morph so they like they i remember like in movies like insurrectionals star trek whenever you encountered the borg you start using your 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 phaser rifles on them and it would work for a bit and they have these multi-shielding things that change and then suddenly your phasers don't work and they have to keep changing so they were like always adapting and then they were so ruthless they just like determinators right so they just Mm -hmm. come and in uh, uh, resistance is futile is their favorite line and then they just like clink, two claws in there and make you one of them like a cyberman oh, wow. from doctor who and yes. uh, once normally once you are part of the borg it's very hard not to be borg again and then you are always affected now what they did they took the storyline from borg picard seven of nine mostly all of the tracks that we've had and put it into one cohesive story that actually made sense mm-hmm. that was relative and had a lot of heart to it so now, like, no joke, if you go on Twitter, if you go on the reviews, you'll see how did uh, Picard season three end up being one of the best seasons of Trek ever. And I think oh, they wow. can only say that because they lean on what has come before. So it wouldn't be because we don't have the histories of those characters, mm. of course. But they've taken the history of those characters all that emotional baggage used that changed a little bit made it relevant given us history and backstory to what has happened to them since uh, relationships that have broken that have that hurt you know all of that is all played very well in here but then giving them something that they have to focus on again as a crew to save literally the whole of starfleet and i loved it but kirsten watched most of it with me uh, season three and when she got to the end she, she said that last episode was pretty indulgent and so for a trekkie fan i was like i loved it because the 20 minutes of the end was basically saying goodbye think oh. um avengers uh the end scene when they go to the uh, what do they go to the, the cafe um what do they call it with shawarma oh yeah shawarma there's a there's a there's a scene in this where they're playing poker uh, around mm. the table and they're just all chatting and it goes on for ages and and then the credits start rolling it's that sort of indulgence really kind gotcha. of giving the fans a goodbye because uh, it, it felt like the goodbye we never actually got um i, I was blown away i was like damn how, how 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 did it go from that to this <laughs> and mm. why can't you have been this the whole time <laughs> <laughs> oh cool well, I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. Um, I'm glad that they picked, like, turned it around. Yeah. That's it, outstanding. Ending on such a high. And I'm so glad people are agreeing with me. Like, there, there, there are people that I was, like, expecting just to poo-poo all over it, like Jamie Jones. And he's like, holy crap, what happened? <laughs> this is so good. Uh, yeah. It's, it's if you were on the fence or you didn't enjoy the first two seasons, but you trudged through them, or you kind of enjoyed it but didn't think it was great, let me just explain to you that it's like the Orville. The Orville was funny at the beginning in season one, quite good in season two. Season three just knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. It feels like the writers like this might be the only thing that we have left to do with it. Let's actually do a good job. And yeah, we got one. Nice. Mm. Right on. Uh, well, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything okay. else? Um, this is not a film, but I did want to touch on it. It just came out today. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a game. It's called Jedi n- Star Wars Jedi Knight, not Jedi Knight. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, I have a top tip for everyone. Um, even if you're downloading, if you have a digital copy or you have a physical copy, which is crazy. So the the game is 159 gig. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is ridiculous <laughs> yeah so the disc of a blu-ray can only be 100 gig that's the space it has 
So you're still going to be downloading 59 gig uh, onto your hard drive. So, I mean, that's it's bonkers that it's that big. What happens is when you're playing it, it, it fully installs it and it goes, yeah, you've completed installing and uh, then you've finished the first mission. You reach a checkpoint and it says, please install an update. And you're like, that's weird. So you go to the, the game, you hit check, you know, check for update and it goes fully updated, uh, no patches. And I'm scouring the internet. I'm like, what in the hell? I've paid like quite expensive game. Star Wars games have always been expensive. Mm -hmm. for me to go (laughs) and now you can't play the game sorry so what it is you need to go to your current downloads and see that because it's such a big update what it's allowed you to do is play part of the game while it's still downloading even though it says it's complete it's not go to your current downloads and you'll see i still had 30 minutes and that is over after it been installing for over an hour so it's (laughs) you're like okay however it's still really fun. It's it has some glitches, like all mm. AAA games do yeah. now when they start on day one. If you love the first one, they've taken what worked from the first one and what didn't, and put uh, that into two. So there's a lot of collectibles, but the collectibles will have <laughs> not just com- cosmetics. There's a stuff that's going to matter to your character. Was, that was one of oh. the biggest issues of one. There were so many cosmetic collectibles that it made it stupid for you to go around collecting them. Like every time you collect a, a cloak that had no, just it was just cosmetic to look at. Mm-hmm. So you ended up just getting different paint skins for your character or your ship. And then it's like, all right, now you're, you're a Jedi, you're a proper Jedi. And the force abilities that you are trying to gain or uh, are very different and quite unique and colorful and crazy you get a nice little grappling hook that helps you get around the map much faster which is an issue some of the jumping has been uh fixed uh, i hated the you jumped onto the grating but then you had to tap another button to keep climbing otherwise you'd fall off so now you can just jump and go on grating and you wouldn't fall off. like little things they've gone yeah, okay that's really annoying um it <laughs> is sort of um souls like so every time you reset your space you're going to meditate you get your health back but all the bad guys respawn and you're like oh crap uh, except for the main the main bosses it is hard like the first one so you can you can play it as hard as you like but there are varying many difficulties so mm. if you're just in it for the story which i think a lot of people will be you can play story mode and you'll just get the story the story is good um i think it's better so far and i've only played one mission but i think it's better so far it gets you emotionally involved with characters starting to establish where a character is i can see that this time around it's going to be the luke story where he's struggling with the dark side and i I think that's always fun for a jedi story rather than just i'm the good guy defeating all, all all the sith lords and the bad guys and trying to recruit and he's basically trying to start like a jedi academy again or at least find some jedis because of order 66 um now every time one of his friends gets killed by an empire you see him really struggling Mm. with like not wanting to just use his anger uh to destroy them and i like that that playing with that in game and because you're like no i really like that character so you want to go let's take my lightsabers and yeah yeah there's lots of fun stuff you can do double lightsabers two lightsabers one lightsaber change the colors like if you ever wanted to be mace windu and how use the purple one or yoda you know with the green or even uh ahsoka with the two whites you know it's totally there for you to do graphically uh, p2 
PS5 is much better than PC, which is hilarious to say, because wow. uh, the PC port, it's like they really didn't give it much time. It's glitchy mm. as heck. You need like the best PC ever to run it at like a certain amount of frames. I know they've got a day one, day one patch coming, but dude, um, if you have PS5 or a PC, you have both of those. I would suggest getting it on PS5 for now because uh, you're going to struggle in PC. I saw this uh, this this thing on Twitter today where it was uh, they were talking about the game and it mm. was the the character actor who was doing all the mocap nice um, mm. for the character in the game, mm-hmm. but Mark Hamill was there also, <laughs> no. and so you watch him <laughs> and he's like he's training him back and forth and giving him tips, and then um, Mark Hamill's like wait, you have two lightsabers? And he goes, well, really, it's one, but I can separate them into two. And and then you see Mark Hamill just walk off and he goes, I never got two lightsabers. <laughs> it's just, That's it's, it, it's a really cool and funny video because you see, um, I mean, you get the humor that Hamill has, yeah. you know, and, and how he gets to insert it in there and it'd be dry and, and kind of sarcastic and witty and, and yet still talking about the game and then it shows some gameplay and stuff. So, yeah, it, it's... It's fun. I don't remember what uh, <laughs> what account was on. It was probably EA or whoever. Probably um, EA released that. Doing the, yeah. You have a little <laughs> droid, which is great because Star Wars, you need a droid. But it mm-hmm. really places um, Star Wars with you, but makes it ne- a necessity to have. But also, you're not waiting for a droid. Like, imagine R2 trying to follow you in gameplay all the time. It'd be really <laughs> difficult, unless it's Lego. Um, so here, here you have BD. Yeah, yeah, exactly. BD8 is on your shoulder, and he carries your your health oh. packs, like your stim packs, um, mm. and he can uh, open doors. You know, like 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 you know, do the things that the droids do. And also, he mm. is you can use him by holding him on. Like if you're going up a metal line, you know, like a electricity going oh. from one place yeah. to another, like a zip line, but going up or down if you want. Like multiple users to have your droid. So he feels like you're not always alone because some of the, the 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 world design there's not a lot going on. You you're doing platforming, trying to figure out puzzles, then it's mm-hmm. just you kind of talking to, you know, BD. Which is great. Nice. You always need a little droid. Yeah. That's fun. Cool. Well, I'm glad. That's, yeah. That's fun. My I'm I'm sure my son has <laughs> either ordered it already or has it for his is currently playing it at work. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. So, cool. Okay, so before we dive into all of our exclusive audio content, just as a reminder to rate and review us wherever you happen to be listening to this podcast, that would help us out a great deal. Uh, bar, we have a Patreon opportunity at patreon.com slash ones for just a pound a month. You can get in on that, and um, there's a ton of videos in there. If you just want to check it out, though, there are a couple of videos that are outside of the paywall, so you can see what we get up to there. Um, and we invite you to just uh, check that out and possibly become a patron there. Uh, we really appreciate those that we already have, um, and we enjoy making content specifically for them. Uh, also, head over to our YouTube channels at some point, if especially if you never have, um, and comment as to us there uh you know watch some of the videos see what we do ruben with the ruby tuesday me chris movies and munchies um today we've got a brand new well it's not a brand new movie but it's a new movie to me and one that ruben had not seen for a while and then we also each are going to 
pick a, a show or a movie that just didn't really make our list this week that we we need to talk about i think maybe it's, it gives us an opportunity to rant about it a little bit or to discuss it whatever um and then we'll dive into entertainment news as well as some of the things that we're looking forward to in the coming week um ruben would you like to rant first or do you want to talk about uh our our movie that we both watched um let's rant first so that we can get the the nasty out the way and then we'll talk about something potentially okay. that you enjoyed <laughs> okay cool yeah cool okay okay um yeah. clock a new hulu <laughs> film okay <laughs> tell me <laughs> the film by writer director alexis jack now never heard of her uh nope. will follow a woman's desperate attempt to fix her broken biological clock all right that is an, a nonsense once again nonsense uh I mean, it's, it's basically synopsis. what it is, but it's also a nonsense synopsis. Okay, so here we have a woman in her prime in her life with a partner who is a doctor. They Is she married? Uh, I think, I'm pretty sure it's Indian, but I was like, really? A, a Jewish Indian, because his surname is Patel. So she's Jewish, he's Indian. Um, so she has an interesting heritage with her father that is always trying to push her to get pregnant because the heritage of the family needs to continue she has no biological mm. clock and she doesn't want to get pregnant her friends okay. are all getting pregnant and pressuring her to get pregnant because this is what she do and when you reach a certain age you you get married you have kids and, and you get dogs and a buy a house you know 2.4 kids the american dream how um, does that happen how do you get the point i don't want the half kid that's weird <laughs> a really really small kid <laughs> <laughs> sorry anyway we digress please yeah. continue i interrupted um, stupid <laughs> okay so and she's like in her prime with her job she's just gotten like the best contract for a work that she's ever wanted but in order to make people happy her husband says she he doesn't want a kid but it's like it's you can tell it's like an un it's because he just wants to be with her and be, make her happy, but uh, he does want kids. But she's never felt mm. like she's wanted kids. Uh, every time okay. her, her friends say, yeah, touch this, my belly. And she looks at the kid and she sees uh, like a hand pressing against the, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, not touching that. And she has a deep fear of even being pregnant. Um, so she goes to a clinic that is recommended to her by her physician that she gets checked on once once a year. You know, okay. woman, it, it's the most intrusive stuff. I don't know if you've ever been with your wife or if you heard of that, but mm -hmm. when you get like pep smears and things like your yeah. legs on stirrups and shove a metal thing right up your you 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 yeah. Um, it, it, I, I was like, I'm so glad I'm not a woman. Like, I'm glad I'm not a woman because I don't have to have that. I don't have to give birth. Like, you. My, when you have a whole this more, then it stretches to get uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. I'm with her. Like I get it. Not wanting to have kids, <laughs> <laughs> but basically, she goes to the clinic to get. I'm doing a better synopsis, by the way. We'll we'll, we'll get there. She goes to the clinic <laughs> to get help to be able to want to have at least try to want to have a kid but she's 37 she's about to hit 38 and everybody says over 40 it's really dangerous to have kids all that blah 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 mm. blah blah um so it's a it's a regiment of drugs and cbt which is cognitive behavioral therapy mm -hmm. uh, an intense course in 10 days 
This film has no idea what it wants to be because it's two films. It's a psychological thriller and a horror, and it never really sticks the landing on either. So you get jump scares of creepy things that she sees, uh, that she's experiencing that we think is from the drugs. Then we get the okay. psychological stuff that from her, her Jewish background, I guess, that uh, and what her father's putting on her. Um, mm. kind of melts into her psyche and really starts making her experience things differently, uh, starts snapping and she starts doing things that you never really know whether that is reality or what's actually happening, what she's experiencing. So like she'll see, see something, but that thing won't be what she's seeing, but it felt very real to her. So she doesn't know what's going on, whether it's the drugs, but because she's so trying to get pregnant and the therapy seems to be working and she really wants a baby and she starts losing the plot like really starts going off the rails um you start going well is this clinic dodgy um mm. or is it just her that's dodgy it ends on a way i did an ending explained in my review but it, it ends in a way that makes me go did you really have to end it that way like i sat through the film for this also I don't see it ending any other way because you wrote yourself into a corner. That's the only way it could have ended. Uh, it's not a happy film. It's not a fun film. It doesn't know what it wants to be. The acting is fine. Uh, one of the main protagonists, uh, the, the the female protagonist, uh, she is from Glee. I don't know if you ever saw Glee, the, the uh, Glee series. Yeah. yeah, she's the blonde-haired one. Um, so you have the, the, the brunette who they had like this rivalry going on that that's oh say, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um you know she's also like in i am number four um the like love interest girl that he finds at the high, high school so oh oh yeah it's um she's diana agron yeah uh and i think she plays it well she, she plays the psychology bit really well i just Everybody does a good job with what they're given. Like, nobody acts badly. It's much better than some of the Hulu original films I've seen in terms of acting ability. But again, it comes down to story and execution of that story. It really needed to stick the landing off, go down the psychological path, and that would have been fine. Or go down the horror path. Because it basically, the two first acts are thriller, psychological, and then the last act is horror. But it doesn't really need to be there. It also has this message of subtle things that they're trying to say that aren't subtle at all. Like it's just <laughs> bashing you over the head. Like, look at all the symbolism. This means this, and oh. this means and it's always there. And you're like, really? So, hmm. yeah. So not worth the time. How long is it? Too long. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair um, one hour and 31 minutes and it's still too long. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah, when you can feel the time and you just don't want, yeah, mm. oh, well, and it's only 90 minutes, that's yeah. not a good sign at all. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'll definitely avoid that one. Definitely then. watch that then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mine, mine's probably not going to be um, a popular opinion. Yeah. But um, uh, I think I know what you're going to say. And if you are, I'm going to leave. Sweet tooth. How dare you? What is wrong with you, Chris? <laughs> Come on now, man. Where is your joy, grumpy old man? <laughs> oh, gosh. There are parts of this story, the season two, that yeah. I loved. Okay. I think it took entirely too long mm. 
I, to I, get to where it was going. I 100% agree about that. Yeah. I, th there is so much drawn out with Dr. Robotnik and his um, <laughs> band of goons. It, it is Robotnik. I said, I Dude. literally said I had a clip of Jim Carrey in my review and just the mustache and the, and he's so overacting as well. Yeah. 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 It's Robotnik for sure. They, they shouldn't have used the red glasses, the round red glasses. Yeah, the glasses. round glasses. Yeah. But even the it, way he speaks, it feels like he's coming from Sonic. Yeah exactly yeah mm. so that that arc is too much it mm. takes too long especially with the way that it ends <laughs> like, yeah so you know yeah yeah Karen. the um the the story taking like three different viewpoints mm. i guess kind of worked for me a little bit i okay. i think it should have come together maybe a little sooner than what it did um because because big man he encounters a group and they're weirdly antagonistic to mm. him uh mm. and they they're a MacGuffin to help him do something mm -hmm. but they but you do see there's a connection from a flashback and I'm like, <laughs> we get more of Gus's backstory. Mm. Okay. For me, this was the biggest thing throughout the entire, the show. This yeah. was the, this was the crux of the story. Yeah. Um, and because you have even the doctor who's trying to find the cure. Yeah. Um, he briefly touches on a little bit of that and how it relates to Gus and Gus's mom and all of that. Mm. So streamlining these would have been so much better. It takes forever for us to mm. get where we're going. And then the last two episodes, which for me, those were the most engaging. This is where it picked up the most. This is yeah, where they were the best. Like, yeah. Sure. Yeah. That, uh, that's all we get. And then it ends with a like cliffhanger ish. Type of thing. Oh, it's like, definitely sort clever. of. I mean, it's it, a massive storyline that we probably won't get. If I'm honest, I, I'm going to be very curious if they if they renew this because I say that, and you and I have talked about this a little bit, but because mm. there has been no promotion around Sweet Tooth season two. So, um, okay. So most of my comments are very interesting, and I think this is I think this is a massive part as to why you didn't enjoy it, Chris. It's too long. We had emotional connection. It's been two and a half years. So we built up and established. So a lot of series, what they'll do is they'll give us a story, do the origin, and then it'll take maybe nine months and we get another season. So they have a break and then they start filming. You mm -hmm. know, so may, normally it's about a year since we've seen. But now we've been two and a half years. And most of the comments in my reviews, I have n no memory of this series. I remember enjoying it, but I feel like I need to watch the entire first season again to help me understand who these characters are. And people don't have time for that. So I don't know what Netflix... And they keep doing this. Like, even Shadow and Bone was great. But I went back and watched a number of the episodes mm. from the first yeah. season to remind myself what the hell I was watching. I, it's been so long. And they keep doing this, expecting people to come back and watch it. But then people fall off. And then they don't have the viewership. And then it gets cancelled. It's a terrible <laughs> formula to have. That's that horrible yeah. cycle that it gets yeah. in. Yeah. It, it's, someone needs to change up the business model because other places don't wait as long and they're they're as good in quality. So mm -hmm. um, I like Big Man and uh, Gus together. And it took 
yes. entirely too long for them to be together. Those last episodes, like you said, for me, what worked in season one was the journey of them, the antagonistic <laughs> yeah. journey, the the friendship building, Gus and a, a big man just hating on each other or, or, or messing do with deer, each other. Weird deer shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly that. And then even the the, the, the new characters they picked up along the yeah. way um i really like them but it was still part of the journey so i'm kind of looking forward to season three if it happens because it's a journey it's again we're going somewhere to have a thing and it, and it has a reason now when it started i my heart did sink because i was like they're setting up so much in this new set location we're gonna be here for a while and that, i was like well that sucks um when they started going outside of okay now we're doing big man storyline or we're doing uh, what's what's her face storyline that kind of worked for me i enjoyed those i thought they're very interesting i will say that some of the young actors i don't think are very good at acting uh but i did say that i think that doesn't really matter because they're kids and they can get away with it um <laughs> the the cg was noticeable like you knew it was an elephant but you also know that it was cg but then there was the animatronics, like puppeteering that they decided to go for that I just didn't understand the reasoning behind it. That the yeah. mole kid, I didn't get it. And sometimes he was CG, but a lot of the time he was puppet and it was so obvious that he was puppet. And it was, yeah, agreed. So yeah, it See, sounds was, like I'm hating on it, but I still really enjoyed it. Yeah. I well, and I I wanted to enjoy it. That was the thing that because mm. I I really liked the the first season, yeah. that journey that you spoke about. You know that it's just it was so much fun um, watching them that that weird relationship. I mean, you have big man who is broken, you know, and yeah, yeah, he yeah. is, and we get more of that insight. Oh, yeah, find out why. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Bit. yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's wonderful. It's just mm. there's so much filler, mm. I think, yeah, in the second season that it, I was it, it became more of a chore for me to watch, and that's where it was the bummer. You see, what would have been a better decision for them is to condense season two into four episodes, and then give us maybe a ten episode season and do season three for six episodes. Because then you could have had yeah. the conclusion, the rescue, and then the journey. And then we also would have had a conclusion to a story. Because honestly, I'd be very surprised if this doesn't get cancelled soon. I would think it's going to cancel, be cancelled also. Um, because it... it, it People are going to drop off. They've forgotten that it exists. They haven't promoted it. And then it takes too long to get there once you start watching it. Yeah, that's... Um, the I did not realize it had been over two years mm. since we last got yeah season one that which explains a lot like I had to yeah. there was there was some catch up I watched a little bit of of season one again um and yeah I don't know there, there's so much to like in this and it just wasn't executed in a way that I think benefits them in the long run. You know, from a from a continuation type of of standpoint. Okay, so, so it's not over two years; it's just under two years. So it was twenty twenty one June, so it's literally still. a couple of weeks. Yeah, so two years. It's too long to wait. It's it's too long. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, well, I'm just this. I'm gonna mark this so I know. Um, I have my the the whole house fan guy coming. He's gonna be here, I guess, maybe in the next thirty minutes. So just we'll okay, just have cool. to take a break for a second. But sure, um, no we'll problem. continue on. Yep. Okay, so now should we? You ready to talk about the movie that we uh, that we yes. watched? Cool. Uh, my son's favorite director, okay. uh, Mamora Hasoda. He, uh, <laughs> every single film he's directed is awesome. Like, I kid you not. Summer Wars, Wolf Children, Mirai, The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. They're incredible. Uh, Belle, The Dragon, and The Freckled Princess. Even the Digimon <laughs> are amazing. Uh, he, he, he did some, he, I think he did a, a One Piece movie as well. Oh, wow. Anyway, <laughs> we're talking about The Boy and the Beast. 2015 anime. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a longer one. It's two hours. Yeah. Um, a lot of effort goes into a two hour animated movie. Yeah. I loved this. Hey, finally. <laughs> it was... Um, like i i think let me get a negative out of the way i okay, think sure. the the beginning setup mm. might be longer than it needs to be 100 um, agree yeah because it, it takes like two it takes of too long movie. to get into the, the the part you really want that you know is coming yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but once you once we get that and you start to see the parallels and the 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 sharing of this boy who gets transported or he stumbles into this world of beasts mm. um you know that and he becomes an apprentice to one who wants to be the the master mm. i guess of the of the world it's yeah kind of weird i don't really yeah <laughs> um he that that parallel there um and what he learns then mirrors some of his own relationship in the outside world Mm. you know how he has felt discarded he's been discarded or unknowingly discarded um i it's emotional um in a great way it is it's funny um the because you have this this what is he is a wolf bear is a bear thing yeah um he (laughs) Which the animation made me chuckle because there's a point where they're wearing just like a sumo um, underwear type mm-hmm. thing, you know, where it yeah. just covers up the butt, you know, the bits, and then is almost like a, a wide thong. Um, the dude's legs are like chicken legs; they are <laughs> so skinny compared to the girth of him on the upper. <laughs> yeah, just he's big, big, like John Cena, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so funny. So, um, but they're he's angry the bear is like just he's he's just he doesn't get along with anybody and he has mm. all of these emotional issues can't relate um and yet is supposed to be teaching this human boy <laughs> yeah and the human boy who starts out as nine you know is he's like he tells him the bear tells him this is how you hold a sword and this is how you do it and you clutch her ha <laughs> he's like <laughs> oh, i love i love the montages in this they're they're great the training especially as he as it transitions um from what we see nine years 
go by yeah, in grows. that in yeah. in that um in that yeah that transition there and you mm. get to see just all of the training that happens i i was loving it um because the the little insertion from the side characters as mm. commentary on what's going on yeah, is funny. not only funny but it it's like ooh, there's some truth in that and we see the the one what is he i don't even know what he was the master the pig dude type of thing the oh, monk pig, maybe pig that's man. what yeah. he's where he yells yeah. at Ren, and that's when Ren it clicks. Like and and Ren, that's like even though it's dysfunctional, that's how Ren communicates because mm. that's how he and the bear communicated. Yeah, right. Very yeah. angrily and and loud and not speaking. And okay, I've talked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're a fan of this director, you'll know how the, the beautiful storylines he loves character 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 um but then what he wants is the world to feel lived in if you've ever watched a um an interview with him you'll know he just talks about world building like he loves it so the characters need to feel so at home in the world that they are whether it's fantastical or not so if you look around the details of, around the world like everything has a practicality to it to the, the, the fantasy world the little shacks they're living in to the marketplace where they're you know grabbing food or where they're having their um their montages so when you come down to the character who i really love the the boy and the beast character because they are very similar actually they're both very angry but for different reasons and yes. so they're butting heads all the time but it's both good for both of them not just the boy but for the beast as well but they have a lot of growing to do and so when you get to the end the fruition i feel it feels earned and there is a big you know, there's a big uh, ending you know it becomes uh, yeah. pretty harrowing there <laughs> but you've you really earned it you feel like yeah yeah, some uh, of that some of that ending scene reminded me of one of the episodes of um love death and robots oh totally um yeah i know the one you're talking about like the, the big whale and stuff yeah yeah oh, beautiful. It was beautiful yeah it was and and i did not see that arc coming mm. um you see it of the antagonist but not so much of the is it kumatetsu is that his name the um the bear Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, let me double check. I think yes, Kumatetsu. Yeah, yeah. He um, his decision. I did not see that coming, <laughs> and it was like, oh wow. Yeah, it has is... a well emotional punch to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so good, and still retains a little bit of that humor mm. even within the um within that gut punch moment. Yeah. You know, because then they there's a dialogue that happens. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, it's, I'm, it's, I'm, it's one of my favorites. It's very good. It really is. No, this was a, this was outstanding. Did you watch the um, the Japanese version, the the subtitled, or did you watch it in dub? Uh, subtitled, yeah. Oh, okay. I watched it. I watched it dub. Which I was watched it in dubbing, good. which is good. Okay. The, the voice work is great. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. I'll I'll have to check it out with the subtitles. But yeah, mm. the the dub I was, which I don't normally do. Yeah. Um, but it allowed me i was traveling on the plane and so it allowed yeah. me to to hear clearer and you know and and not get his uh, motion sickness also because i wasn't reading and watching i was just nice yeah you know, so. smart move <laughs> uh yeah so i urge anyone that has seen the beast and the boy to check out the rest of what uh mamoru hashoda um my 
son's favorite movie at the time was Fight Club, and then he saw Wolf Children, and that became his favorite movie. Oh wow! Um, for for years, uh, it's now believe it or not, um, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. I keep hearing people talk about how great this film is. I need to watch it. <laughs> Dude, the animation is phenomenal. Like it's so different mm. in a really great way. Which one are we talking about? Uh, Puss in Boots. Uh, Puss in Boots. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It is. Wow. Um, the paint and two D with some three D. Mm. It's. It, yeah anyway i mean i think i think into the spider verse opened up a whole new world for animators and for ideas yeah and so now you're beginning to see people take different risks Mm. oh that and and the netflix series that was steampunk what was that um oh arcane arcane yeah oh my gosh yeah yeah so this um yeah yeah, I can't wait for you to see it. Uh, yeah. Like, I liked the story. I thought it was great. But the animation is like, whoa. So. <laughs> Looking forward to that. All right, cool. should we move on to um, uh, some entertainment news? Yes. I only Do- have one bit. Okay. But what's, it's happy what's, news. So. What's, your, what's your one bit? Um, you. I think you told me about this show. It's on Apple, and it's mm. called The Reluctant Traveler with Eugene Levy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where he... <laughs> <laughs> he does not like to travel no, he um, doesn't. and so what, no, doesn't. what 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 better opportunity than to put him into a place that he does you know he doesn't you know something <laughs> that he doesn't like to do he tries new foods which he's not into um mm. you know he goes to, to new places and does new adventures which he is not into um and he is such a nice guy that's the thing that he's just he's jovial and even when he's not enjoying something or he's a little skeptical on it Hmm. he's having a you know like he he's finding this positive spin on it so it's one of these shows that is kind of like ted lasso that you put on and you just feel good after watching it yeah but what's the news (laughs) it's been renewed for a second season hey he's coming back oh fantastic have you seen it have you seen the, the I haven't seen the second season, no, but the first season, yeah, first I've season watched several seen. of the episodes and okay. it's just, it put, like we watched one episode and it was kind of late at night mm. and I was like, that felt really good. Let's watch another one. And so we <laughs> stayed up even later because we, you know, and so, yeah. yeah, it's one of those that, I mean, it's a casual watch and you can it watch totally it in is. any order, yeah. but it's one of those also that if you need happiness mm. in your life, that that's, that's this is the way to go. Way to go. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. I was a big fan of that. I'm so glad that it's um, been picked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you got? I think this is happy news. It's definitely made me want to go and actually watch the film where I wasn't on board before. The Willy Wonka movie. Um, yeah. Or called Wonka with uh, Chalamet. Chalamet. Chalamet mm-hmm. as Wonka. Hugh Grant stars in, as an Oompa Loompa in Wonka. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay i want to see it now too <laughs> seriously this came out of cinemacon because it's it, i didn't i've never even heard of cinemacon before this week and just saw everybody talking about it oh yeah no it's a huge deal in las vegas where uh, they get to show they see okay. yeah oh. yeah so and yeah so this is <laughs> one of the things that came out i was just like that's bonkers i i don't even know what to 
don't know what to say about that, but I'm here for it. I will go and watch the film just to see Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa. Hands down. <laughs> Hands down. I did see a tweet um, from Timothy Chalamet that he um, he talked about for, to prepare for the role or during the role. He ate way too much chocolate <laughs> and he got to swim in chocolate. Yeah, that's 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 a job I could apply for. Nice, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Um, okay. Some more good comic news. Um, Craven, uh, like I knew they were talking about, it, but Bra- Craven's actually been made and is R-rated. Craven the Hunter, with, so from uh, Spider-Man, Aaron Taylor Johnson, right? Yeah, Playing Craven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good news that it's R because I think that was one of the big um, concerns that a lot of people had that they were gonna make it just kidified. Yeah. No, exactly. Uh, I'm, I think that's good news. I think, um, I guess we'll see, but Craven, if you've ever read any of the, or even watched the animation, you always know that his origin and his story, he's, he's a vicious killer. Um, mm. So it needed to be. Uh, this is personally very happy f- news for me, kind of. Um, did you ever watch Final Space, the animated series by Alan Rogers? No, that doesn't sound familiar. Okay, so th- there were two seasons. Um, but in the wake of HBO uh, and Warner Brothers, um, you know, when they were canceling all animations, animated studio, this was one of them that kind of got destroyed. Uh, and, and fans were really hard. So Netflix bought up the rights to just air it uh, on Netflix for a while in the UK. So it was like an exclusive to them. An mm. amazing, amazing story. Like up for me, it's up there with Futurama. Um, wow. A similar sort of storyline. Love, love the characters. And I think that's why it became that the, the fans were like really shouting loud and Alan Rogers, he just really wanted to do to finish the story. Um, but they were not budging. He, he would he tried through his lawyers, through everything. They own the rights to it. HBO. Um, or Warner, whatever you want to call it. And so he kind of had to put it on the back burner. So then he went and did another animated series. He did a Kickstarter and got millions because his fans love what he does. Mm. And (laughs) Warner Brothers were like, holy crap. So they said to him, okay, we'll give you the rights to do a one-off comic. You are not allowed to sell it or attach it to any um, HBO site, or you're not allowed to do a Kickstarter with it. And they put all these these uh provisos in line so alan rogers built himself a website got himself an animator and is now selling it via his website he's done pre-orders he is making the graphic novel for over 400 pages so he can finish it properly it's going to cost wow. around 125 dollars but you know over 100 pages sorry over 400 pages you get it uh in 28 hours he sold he, he pre-ordered over ten thousand. that was like what he could do and that's not you, with hbo right not I mean, he, with HBO. he basically gave them the finger and said screw you i'm not gonna no they they did. said screw you you and they basically said you you're not gonna be able to do anything with this one time small graphic novel well that's what they thought a comic and yeah. he took what was he was able to and then oh and okay and expanded okay, that and made yes. it 400 or more to complete the story um which is awesome, but we also wanted a third season. Like, that's what sure. we wanted. But if it gets really popular, uh, 
like it seems like it is and he get he makes a lot of money of it hbo might be going oh yeah okay we did really mess up here for some reason it feels like it's personal that they don't like him and he's the mm. nicest guy uh so we'll see interesting so, hmm. yeah so that'll come out it'll take a year for him to develop it so it's over a year away but you know just on his word alone ten thousand pre-orders at over 125 dollars it shows how much people are invested into the the final space uh story and the characters that he's created there so mm. totally on board uh, in other happy news yes final destination six is officially at the in works <laughs> the warner brothers <laughs> Didn't we just watch five? Is that yes, the one we, did. we watched? Yeah, we did. And that yeah. one, that was like... It, 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 it finishes it, yeah. It completed itself. It, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. I have no idea. Because well, remember, death know, like, Death was like done. He'd wrapped everything up. <laughs> yeah. He's no I, longer I, on holiday. <laughs> after watching five and just for the ridiculousness that it is... So stupid. <laughs> I'll watch it. I'll watch yeah, six. I'll watch well, it. Just, just for the fun you of know, it. Yeah. Yeah. I did remember a bit of news. Oh, cool. um, yep. that i had uh you may have it also but uh mm-hmm. black mirror yeah. is coming back that yeah. was announced they there was a teaser trailer that came out and i'm like it's Ooh. soon in june yeah it really is and it i remember i think it's episode one is that the one with rory Kinnear and the pig i don't know maybe it it's been the, so long it, it horrified me like <laughs> disturbed me in a way that was just and there's so many great episodes in in that series so that a brand new anthology that'll be outstanding anyway mm. there you go yeah no that was my other bit of news the, the only other <laughs> bit of one was interesting about michael shannon asked and got Zack snyder's blessing before returning as zod in the flash because he was hesitant to come back because he wasn't really happy about what happened to Zack Snyder in with the whole deal with HBO. Mm. So he went to him first, can I go back and play that character? And Zack went, yeah. You know, and there's, speaking of The Flash, there's there's been some interesting conversation. And so I'm curious what you think, mm. where you land, because I don't know where I land right now. Mm-hmm. Because people got to see it at CinemaCon. Yeah. And so the people that saw it are raving about it. Like, yeah. they're like, oh my gosh, this is so this is good. the best movie ever since Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> and they're kind of brushing over the whole Ezra Miller yeah. issues. 100%. Yeah, they are. And but, Warner Brothers have done very good PR with he's, he's had rehabilitation. Um, he's really sorry, you know, putting out all the kind of... But the amount of stuff that Ezra did was really nasty yeah it was dodgy as well well yeah and that's where that's where it kind of comes in my my question is because i've seen some people like there's this divide Mm. where um at least on film twitter that you know which is always kind of divisive (laughs) anyway so whatever but it it brings up good questions i think because you have all these people fawning over the movie Mm. and then those that haven't are like are we just kind of glossing over the fact that that Ezra Miller did this, that they did all of these these bad things, and haven't really? I mean, the apology tour was kind of, it was lackluster. Yeah, you know? no, I, and there I hasn't agree. been like rehabilitation or so. Anyway, I are you so going to see it? That's one hundred percent. I'm going to see it. Um, okay, and here's the reason why: people will see it anyway. Um, because people love superhero movies and you don't know what is truth on the internet. That's all down to them. And at the same time, I don't want to support 
nastiness. But at the same time, there's probably around 11,000 people that were involved making the movie. So if I go, well, because of one person, um, I'm not going to watch this whole project that came together. He might, he might be the, the main protagonist. But if you've seen the trailer, they've pivoted massively. There is, you know, Supergirl or whatever her name is, Carla what's her name uh i think she's super girl there's a lot more of batman like he's no longer sent in front even though he's kind of the guy that's i guess remixing the whole universe now he's you know restarting it with a new timeline we all know the story's flashpoint but they're putting a lot of other characters so i think that because they've done a lot of reshoots there's going to be a lot more of other characters um Mm. in that okay but my dad used to say because he's a preacher he says don't throw don't throw the baby out with the bathwater." sure which basically means there might be stuff that you don't agree with in this but everything else is good so take the take what you can get that is good um and that's kind of a, a good motto to live by because it's like trying to it's like politics trying to find a party that you agree with there isn't going to be one no. you, you you have to find a party that mostly adheres to the thing that you want them to be and go with that unfortunately that's just the way of the world because everybody's opinions are different and people are different and weird i yeah in a great world i'd love them to have recast ezra um Mm. as a different i would have loved the tv actor that dude yeah that dude's awesome and you could easily have written at one point ezra was in the flash tv series you know they had that crossover like they could have written it like that and i know definitely he would have been up for it and the fans were saying why not just do that we have a great flash already yeah yeah uh but who knows like honestly who knows what goes through the minds of the heads at at warner (laughs) well this is true because it's lord yeah literally i mean for literally three months there we were reporting on all the wackiness Mm. like really odd decisions now i can only hope that james gunn is and his friend are reshaping it because he's never been a one one to adhere too much to what they say he will do what's creatively best (laughs) right yeah um as we've seen with his uh, mcu marvel films like the the way he does stuff is often very different tonally (laughs) so Mm -hmm. Um, I hope Peacemaker was great. Uh, I loved yeah. his um his film with the Suicide Squad. It's I don't think yep. it's like the bee's knees that everybody thinks it is, but I still think it was very good. Um, a lot more enjoyable definitely than the re- the, the the previous one. Oh yeah, absolutely. So mm. with his brain at the helm and his friend yeah. who's great at uh finances. Them, yeah, Saffron. Yeah. yeah, Saffron. Yeah, if them two together, I just hope that that's going to sort out a massive part of what's been going on. Because it, it, I'm guessing that's the reason why they brought them in because it's it's not been going well there, has it? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> For several years. <laughs> For several years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is cool. all my news. Okay. You got, you, you're you're done. I'm done with my news. Yeah. Okay. And I only have a couple of things that I know of that are coming out this week. It's oh, I, okay. I don't know if it's either a slow week or I just don't have them on my calendar, but right. Yeah. Uh, pro- one of the big ones that I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. uh, comes out on May 4th. 
Star Wars Day. Star Wars. Is it Visions Season 2? Visions Season 2, yeah. yeah. I, I got the screeners, and so I've got a... You got the screeners? Dude, they sent them to me. I didn't even ask for them. It was weird. Oh, my First time gosh. Ever. I'm yeah. so jealous. Yeah, Dude. so I'm... I'm I'm crazy excited for this. Yeah, uh, that's more so because I w- just the the vast difference, and I really it's a different see studio what... for each episode. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I want to see what Ardman does. I really want to see what Ardman does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's going to be so good. That's the one I'm most looking forward to, uh, just yeah. because it 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 sounds uh, the most bonkers. Yeah, you know? t- totally, totally uh, looking <laughs> forward to that. That's going to be so good. That's the same day that um, Guardians comes out. Guardians ah, from three. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. People can watch mm. that and go watch more Disney when they get home. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Just a big Disney day. Take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over at Netflix, there's uh-huh. a series, a Japanese series called Century. Um, yes. A tough, desperate kid becomes a sumo wrestler, captivating fans with his cocky attitude and upsetting an industry steeped in tradition. I, I've never seen a series on sumo wrestling. I think this could be really interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Mm. it could, uh, hopefully, it will be fun. Mm. Um, there's there's also on Netflix um, Queen Charlotte, a yeah. Bridgerton story. Yeah, uh, should be interesting. I, I'm a big fan of Bridgerton. I, I think it's really I good. I am too. Yeah. And I think the Queen is is a lot of fun. I think that's so what th- we said in our discussion. I really want to know more about the Queen, and obviously. Everybody else did as well because we got a we series her. about her. Yeah, her backstory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it'll be curious to see how this actress, the younger actress, does and how she crafts yeah, because the, she needs the mannerisms and stuff. Yeah, she's very particular, and mm. which I love. That's the thing that I love about her that she is just she's that right bit of mm. arrogance mm. and snark, but then there's that heart that's underneath that you get yeah. to see at small moments and it just it all blends together so well so yeah nice uh what else uh, you got uh there's a a new series uh on apple called silo with uh rebecca ferguson yeah so that kicks off uh this week i have not seen it yet i don't know if you've seen any of it or not no so yeah i'm looking forward to it though i mean i like her so that's Rebecca Ferguson is, is great. I've read yeah. all the books of Silo, so Oh um, really? Yeah. Uh love okay. the books. So I I don't know what to think about the series, but it's Apple and it's Rebecca Ferguson. So so far, you know, uh <laughs> it's it's good. I think. <laughs> Um, have you heard about Sam, a Saxon? Saxon. That's, um, yeah. I'm not I sure had, if that's, I think it's coming out soon. I'm not sure if it's this week. It might be the following week, but yeah. Um, after the birth of his son, Sam is torn between family and the career of the Easter German police force. So it's the first, um, African-American guy that's in the German police force. I think it's set in the 70s. It looks really interesting, really different. Yeah. Mm. There is a... Uh, is it Turkish? I want to say it's Turkish. Yes. Uh, Turkish Netflix series kicking off this week called The Tailor. Oh, yeah. And um, 
says a famous tailor begins to sew a wedding dress for his best friend's fiance, but mm-hmm. all three have dark secrets that will soon upend their lives. So I don't know if it's a, I mean, it's kind of a, it's billed as a, is a thriller and maybe a mystery. So mm-hmm. I, I thought it was going to be maybe more of that, um, like romance, like the, the love triangle type of thing. But oh, uh, yeah. seeing part of the trailer right now, it looks way darker. So Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the embargo for a Sky Cinema original um, is up this week, but I think it actually comes out on the 12th of May. So I'll just say it's called Deadshot. Maybe one you want to put on your on your Deadshot. watch list. Yeah. Um, a, a retired Irish parliamentary witness witnesses the fatal shooting of, her, of his pregnant wife by a British sergeant Tempest. Now wo- wounded and presumed dead, he escapes taking his revenge to the dark and paranoid streets of 1970s London, raw and suspenseful. Sir Felicity Jones, Mark Strong, Sophia Brown, Colin Morgan, uh, Emil Amin. It, it looks pretty good, uh, which is why I Yeah, it. I'm going to have to see if that's going to air in the U.S. Because, mm. dang, yeah, that sounds good, especially with all those actors. Yeah. Yeah. Great cost. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm going to put that on my calendar, see how I can watch it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, subscribe to Sky. <laughs> so, cool. Um, yeah. That's all I got. Anything yeah, that's else? All I got. Anything? Nope. Okay. Well, hey, we thank you uh, for joining us. Uh, we hope you've been entertained. We hope you uh, liked some of the things that we not only ranted about, but our discussion on The Boy and the Beast and entertainment news and all that. Uh, please uh, rate and review us wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. Also, don't forget to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash thebeardedones for a pound a month, maybe a dollar thirty a month. You can get in on that action. It sounds kind of weird, uh, but <laughs> let's see what we <laughs> Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> X-rated action right here. Oh, that, yeah, I'm sorry I said that. That was just wrong. It's not. It's mostly family friendly. Uh, We have dad jokes and, you know, exclusive reviews and series reviews and stuff. And then there's other tiers. uh, It's definitely not an OnlyFans account. No, it is not. No. I am going to do one of feet, though, just because, you know, can't tell. Um, (laughs) We seriously digress um <laughs> yeah patreon.com slash the bearded ones there are a couple outside the paywall so that you can view them for free just to see what we're about um invite you to to check that out um go head over to youtube like share subscribe ruben with the ruby tuesday me chris with movies and munchies with that we will see you next week take care bye